The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, it is Tim Miner, and I am bringing you a very special batch of the Biscuit Podcast. And, you know, when I think of biscuits, I think of many, many trips <laughs> that I have taken to the Community Culinary School of Charlotte. One trip, in fact, in, in particular, where I was there to meet with Chef Ron, and I knew that uh, Peter Reinhardt, Chef Peter Reinhardt, a member of their board, was in the kitchen with the students cooking cheese biscuits. They The smell was so heavenly that I don't even remember what Chef Ron and I were talking about. And if you've ever met Chef Ron Allert, forgetting a meeting with him is 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 not something that happens very often. So those cheese biscuits were pretty pretty powerful. Uh, Chef Ron, how are you doing today? How are you, Tim? I'm grateful to be on your podcast today. I'm doing well. I'm doing well too, but I, I especially well just seeing you because it's been far too long. You are a a longtime sponsor and and we'll say a creative collaborator on Creative Morning Charlotte. And thanks to our buddy, uh, the coronavirus, we haven't been seeing each other on a monthly basis anymore and and eating your food. So I miss hearing your voice and seeing your face. Well, we all look forward to getting back to those days, Tim. We'll get there. We'll get there. And with us, too, is Ann Lambert, who uh, I did the amount of ways that you could be on this podcast and from your work in Charlotte's theater community to your incredible support of the culinary school um, over the last is it it's closing in on two years now, isn't it? Yeah, I started uh, last summer, a year and a half ago, and it's been a great uh, thrill. And uh, I had known, of course, Chef Ron in the culinary school by reputation. And when I got the chance to become director of development, I jumped at it because it's a, a cause that is close to my personal heart, close to my stomach. <laughs> I think that it is one of the best focused workforce development programs in Charlotte. We put people to work and that's a great thing. It absolutely is. And I, I think, by the way, if you've if one of your years at the uh, at the culinary school is during the coronavirus, that counts as dog years. So I'm giving you three. So you've been there for three and a half years now. That's right. I, I really have. I put in my uh, time here for sure. <laughs> well, we've been very familiar because the three of us are our friends and we know each other well. But for folks that don't know what the Community Culinary School of Charlotte is, and that's it's a shame if you don't. Chef, would you take us through a little bit of about how it got started, what you do, and then we're going to jump into uh, what you're doing for your big holiday celebration this year. A little bit of a shift. Absolutely. Um, 1997, you have to envision way back then, uh, Friendship Trays, a wonderful Meals on Wheels program, had this nice kitchen, and we were down on Remount Road for close to 18 years, um, Distribution Street. Um, which is now one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in Charlotte. Uh, we were sharing the kitchen with Friendship Trays. Uh, uh, then some outside users came in and we decided we needed a little more space. Found this place up on Monroe Road, 9315 Monroe Road, right up by Sardis Road North. Um, we moved up there just over, um, well, so it's close to five years now. Um, we opened up a cafe and a bakery. We were not sure if the Monroe Road card or East Charlotte would accept this wonderful 501c3 
mission-driven nonprofit called the Community Culinary School, but it did because, Tim, it's where you and I met. It's where we got involved with Creative Mornings. We have a, a loyal following to the cafe, which is now just takeout only. Um, we still are working with this wonderful group of students that come to us through many ways. Uh, DSS will send us folks. The, the court system will send us folks, predominantly word of mouth. Um, but we just graduated our thousandth student, um, and we couldn't have done it without the support of everyone out there. And uh, Monroe Road has proven to be um, just a seed that has mm -hmm. sprung so much fruit for us. Um, it brought us and it brought us this wonderful staff. I'm thinking back to my my very first time uh, visiting uh, the school and, and you had reached out to uh, uh, my partner, Matt Olin, and, and invited us to lunch, which, by the way, a stroke of genius. That's how you that's how you hook them. Hey, come over <laughs> for, for lunch. I'm buying. Uh, and I. And I sadly had never heard of, of uh, the culinary school before. And I was like, why are we, we're going to Monroe road? Why? I, what are we doing? And that, that ignorance was, was mine to not really understand the magic, but walking in, you know, you're immediately hit by this incredible smell, you know, the sense of the food that's being cooked in the kitchen, but that's secondary to the warmth. You know, you, if you've never been, you walk in, it's surrounded by art. Uh, some of which that's been painted by, by your wife, chef. Um, but also the incredible hospitality of the staff. There's a, there's a bakery. So you're immediately tempted to your, to your left to go and grab some cookies or some pastries or something that were cooked. But then going back into the kitchen, it was like kind of walking into Willy Wonka's, uh, uh, factory. There's just something going on at every, every station and it's entrancing. Uh, you know, the, the love is very palpable. Um, the fact that you are really very mission mission driven, that this is all for the benefit of your students, uh, is, is really, it's something that you all wear on your sleeve. And I imagine that that's something that, that really, um, grabbed you too and, and gravitated you towards working with, uh, with the culinary school. Well, yes, uh, exactly. I was uh, grateful to have the opportunity to make a connection to Chef Ron and to the team. I knew some of the people and I had dined at the cafe, uh, but when the there was a, an opening, I jumped on it because I thought this is uh, so clear to me, uh, the pathway that this organization is following is a nonprofit. And I've worked a, a lot in the, my background's primarily in culture and art fundraising. And I love that. And I still am dedicated to it uh, personally, but the professionalism of the workforce development program that Chef Ron has put together, I knew Chef Ron uh, because he is a well-known Charlotte uh, leader and uh, he was at all the Creative Morning events, and I just thought he was really uh, a very interesting and uh, great Charlotte citizen. He really has his mission out there in the community. And so when I got the chance to interview with him, I remember thinking, man, I could really learn something new here at this, at this community school of Charlotte. And I've been a development officer for 20 years in Charlotte. Being around the folks as they're going through this process of training, it's a 14-week training program traditionally. It changes a little with the COVID uh, pandemic, but watching them go from day one to day 14 weeks later is a, a real transition. And you see the confidence grow. You see them understand that this is something that they can do, that they have success. 
And one of my favorite parts of my job is that people bring me food to taste. They're excited <laughs> to say, hey, I made this special dish or, hey, here's a muffin for you. I, I created the recipe. That's the empowerment that Chef Ron and the other chef instructors give is they and they teach the students the skills, but then they um, give them the challenge to use their own internal skills to try to create something and use their own creativity and innovation and their uh, the draw on the wells of reserve that they have that maybe they just haven't had the opportunity to tap into to see what's possible for them. And then when they come back and visit us and say, oh, I've been working at Common Market for the last several years, or I'm, I'm at an assisted living facility, but I'm in the, the kitchen making food for everybody, or I'm at such and such restaurant, or I've got my own home catering business now. That's so exciting that we've helped, and I've been directly a part of helping somebody uh, take this next step in their career. Yeah, and I think that's the amazing thing, too, is just it's all about putting people to work. And I, as particularly this year, um, that is at a premium. Chef, how many, how many people, just for, for folks listening, how many folks are in a class? And if you could take us through quickly, what do they learn while they're in the program with you? And I, and I would say uh, I know that they learn a lot more than cooking styles. They look, learn a lot about work style, too, and how to, how to be on a team and how to work in a business. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, Tim, it's a holistic training process, which is really cool. Yes, we teach folks how to cook. We teach them how to bake. We teach them how to saute. We teach them proper cooking temperature, soup stock, sauces, all that a cooking school does, just like Johnson & Wales and CPCC, both of whom partner with us on a regular basis. Um, but we also offer life skills and resume writing. And again, we're back to the village that it takes to right. create this wonderful product. Our widget, our product is a, is a culinary student. So it's 14 weeks, 350 hours of culinary training. Um, folks come to us. The day starts anywhere between 6.30 and 8. And then they're out. Part of them are out by 11.30, 12 o'clock. And then some will hang on till the cafe hours are through. We usually break them up into three groups, but with COVID, we've had to change things around a little bit. And some of the hours have changed. Your students work hard throughout the year. And I know that one of the, the big fundraisers uh, that you that you put on every year, but also kind of the a jewel in the crown for the students, right, is is your Miracle on Monroe event. Uh, and and I've, I've been in the past. And what I love about it is unlike other uh, other events where you go and the food is served and you have no idea how hard the, the, the culinary team had to work to put it together, uh, what under what conditions are working, all that kind of stuff. The uh, the Miracle on Monroe event takes place inside your kitchen at the culinary school so we can go to the stations and watch the students at work. But COVID is going to necessitate some changes there. So how, how have you guys morphed that event uh, to, to work under the current restrictions? Well, Tim, um, Miracle on Monroe, just for the record, started off as Miracle on Distribution when we were in our old location. <laughs> it was an opportunity to get, a, a, you know, anywhere from 100 to 300 of our supporters in and out between the hours of 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. on the first Tuesday of December. Wow. So it was great because we had a live auction. We had a silent auction. We had unbelievable food, like a taste of the low country or a taste of, of France. And it was one of our 
best events. I feel it's one of the best culinary events in Charlotte, although it's not as big. But folks were had an opportunity to come and support us, not just fiscally, but also spiritually and, and show the students the smiles and eat the food and give them the immediate response. Along comes Mr. COVID. Right. That 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 my Corona along comes my Corona and uh, it changes everything. So what we've done is we put it online. We're, we'll have Bonnie and Ann and and uh, Jeannie and Chantel and the staff have come up with this wonderful deal called Miracles on Monroe to show off our students. And what we're doing is for a donation of one hundred and fifty dollars, you'll receive a gourmet meal for two people. You can either get it, you know, you can call and say, I would like it on Tuesday, or you can actually call and say, I'd like it in March. I'd like it in April. The cutoff date, I believe, is July 4th. Um, I could be wrong, and I'm sure Ann or Bonnie will, will let me know if July 4th. But it's a wonderful meal. We offer a choice of four uh, meals to pick from. Everything from stuffed shells, stuffed with scallops and shrimp, to um, not your mama's meatloaf, I call it. It's a gourmet meatloaf um, with my mom's meatloaf was pretty damn well, good. So you got to imagine how good this is going to be. Then uh, all right, we have a prime rib dinner, and the fourth one, which of course I'm calling on it, is escaping me. Uh, but uh, chicken and Indonesian rice. Oh right, an, an, an Indonesian flared meal with roast chicken and kind of aside from the roast chicken is predominantly vegetarian. Um, and you order these meals, we prepare them and then you can come pick them up at a later date if you prefer, which that's what a lot of people are doing because they're using it as gifts. It's a, it's a really nice gift to give somebody. Um, this is how it works. You select a dinner package, either two or three, and you know, you can order as many dinners as you want. They serve two. You click on the item you want. You go onto our website, communityculinary.org. Uh, you click on the network for goods thing and order the meal. And then step three, just, you know, come on in and pick it up. Um, it's it's real good. And you can email them as a gift, too. And, and please chime in anytime. Well, I wanted to confirm that the gift certificate that you will receive if you decide not to uh, partake the week of Miracle on Monroe, which is coming up, uh, the Gift certificate is good through May 31st, 2021. The meals are designed, the menus were designed by the students themselves, now alumni, they've since graduated, but they chose things that uh, resonated with them or uh, in the case of the Indonesian influenced recipes, that was one of the students' heritage. She has done a lot of cooking prior to coming to culinary school and she created the recipe based on her own personal history of culinary work. In each of the cases, all four of these meals are an ideal gift, but they're also just an indulgent but delicious holiday meal. I love the idea of a price fix. These are, you know, when you go to a, a restaurant in Charlotte and you can pay a certain price and the chef will design the menu for you and deliver it to you at the table. Since we can't really do that right now, you can set that table up at your own home. And these students are now chefs now that they've graduated. And so this is a chef-centric experience for you that also benefits us because of the donation. This preparation of this meal is part of their training. So when you make the donation of $150 for a dinner for two, 
you're also helping these students hone their professional skills. Right. And so I, I like that idea. It's not just uh, going to the restaurant and enjoying the meal that's ephemeral and it goes away. This one experience has both immediate and long lasting effects. And I think that that's uh, really, it was a really fun experience for the students themselves to have that creative opportunity to craft their own menu. It includes dessert. So there's a dessert complement that's paired with the meal. I just think it's just a fun idea. And it's going to give us the experience of Miracle on Monroe, where we had 175, 200 people crowded into our small facility. And Tim, you know, you've been here. It's pretty small, but people just loved to come in here and see the students do their thing, eat the food that they have prepared, eat the delicious desserts. And now, even though we can't have you here in our house, we're going to make sure that you're having the Miracle on Monroe experience, nevertheless. You know, what I what I love about it is everything, you know, intentionality is a word I think that people have really had to embrace in 2020 is what is your intention? Why did you do that? Uh, what's the thought behind it? And that's that's really permeated everything, particularly with um, discussion of, of uh, anything involving, uh, you know, race relations. But intentionality is something that that the uh, culinary school has always had. There's not a there's not a movement wasted. Everything is either in service of uh, teaching and empowering a student or in funding the organization and generally both at the same time. And so I love that, that you figured out a way to continue the tradition of Miracle on Monroe in an online environment. I, I guess my question would be in addition to tuning in and, and, and giving your $150, what else can people do? I, I, can they donate items to the silent auction? Can they make donations? Can they come in and help? Can they drop stuff off? What chef can people do to support this event? Well, actually, we are we are flush right now on the auction items. The auction's already started. Um, it's kind of stopped, but folks can still donate to the school their time, talent, and treasure. You know, mission-inspired, alumni-driven, chef-driven dinner is really cool. And, you know, it's all geared to getting our folks off the dole and on the payroll, which is really what it's all about. Um, we still have a lot of organizations that need our folks as employees, which is great. But this holiday season, you can still come in Monday through Friday and, and get something to go from our cafe. If you're inspired to make a donation while you're here, because you'll be able to see workforce development in action. We have four or five alumni working with us every day now, because we're not only sending folks out on jobs, we're also doing job creation at the Community Culinary School of Charlotte. So we'll walk you through. Of course, you have to have your temperature taken, be wearing a mask, and if necessary, wash your hands. And if necessary, wear gloves if you want to actually sample stuff in the kitchen, um, which everyone always ends up wanting to do. But we're, we're here for folks to come in and see this 25-year-old humble 501c3 in action. And if so inspired, make a donation. We would welcome that. Something tells me people will be inspired. You have a way of doing that, Chef. Well, I couldn't. This is the thing. Um, I've just been around long enough where I can let this wonderful staff know that maybe that doesn't work. But Tim, as you know, um, with Creative Mornings and all that you and Matt do, it really takes a bunch of folks to make it happen to uh, helps folks realize the success that they envision in their minds. You know, it, it, it takes it takes a village. I'll keep going back to that. But this holiday season, we are alive and well. Um, the holiday spirit is here and we would welcome 
anybody to come in and see, feel, and taste all that goes on here. Well, thank you guys for, for taking some time talking about this. And when it comes to that village, I know that both of you feel that, that that's a very big village that you're playing in. It's not just the folks that are inside your building that 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 both of you are very active in Charlotte, that you help out in other organizations, that you that you both have a heart to put people to work in a sustainable, fair way so that all ships are rising with that with that tide. And uh, I miss you both. But I think now I'm about to uh, grab my keys and head over there to get a get a pastry and a cup of coffee because uh, you've inspired me to come come and see you. So thanks for everything that you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you and Matt for all that you guys do for this great city we all share. Thanks to Chef Ron Alhert and Ann Lambert of Community Culinary School of Charlotte for speaking with us. Most importantly, thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Biscuit Podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell them yourself. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to The Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at biscuitclt.com. The Biscuit CLT Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Go of Gojo Studios. Music by Harvey Cummings.